You are listening to Scott H. Silverman's Happy Hour, a podcast released on the first three Wednesdays of the month. Family crisis, relationship crisis, addiction crisis, no two crisis situations are the same. They vary by family, individual, and relationship. They can encompass complex family dynamics, emotional distress, anger issues, and entitlements, and often involve substance abuse. This podcast addresses these issues and others surrounding the addiction epidemic currently plaguing this country and the world. There is hope and help. Are you stuck, scared, or unsure of what to do next? If a situation with a loved one, spouse, or even a child has started to spiral, possibly becoming dangerous or threatening, it's time to seek help. My name is Scott H. Silverman. I help families navigate crisis situations. I'm the person you turn to in order to get you and your loved ones unstuck. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Scott's co-host, Michael Glenn Moore. Scott, what are we talking about today? Well, Michael, today we're going to talk about something that's really impacting the nation in general, and that's vaping. Okay. Uh, I've got some questions. So the first one is... When vaping was first introduced, people thought it was a safer alternative to cigarette smoking. Since then, we have learned that that is not true. What are the dangers of vaping in both nicotine and THC consumption, and what chemicals are causing these issues? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. When vaping was first brought into the marketplace, I I believe that the, the concept, the theory, the vision was that this would be a potentially a tobacco replacement. And they were targeting um, the youth because there was such a, you know, growth in that industry. And, and it was, seems like no matter what was happening from a marketing perspective, people just were not reducing their intake uh, of smoking tobacco. So I think that was the concept originally is they really wanted to put this tool together that allowed people to put flavored technically tobacco and, you know, infused or something that would be a tobacco replacement into these pipes. I mean, I can remember seeing people driving down the road and huge puffs of smokes coming out of their back window and, you thought the car was on fire. And what really got the attention, I think, of the public is when people who saw people smoking, vaping in their cars with animals in the back, they made big complaints about the secondhand smoke. So that's kind of what brought the awareness up. So, But again, I think that there was a real integral commitment to try to replace the intake of tobacco. And I think vaping was a tool that was being created to, to help offset. And I think it, when it first started, I thought, I think it really had an opportunity and I think it was really building some momentum. But to your last part of the question, what's happening now is young people are, you know, vaping higher levels of tobacco and tobacco products, if you will, liquid products into the vaping mechanism, the portals, the vessels. And now what they've done is they've added THC. And THC put into the pipe uh, is uh, clearly a major issue because it's changed the whole you know, process of which people are now bringing marijuana into the body. And when it comes in that kind of a form and you're you know, breathing hard to get it into your lungs, what we're seeing now is we're seeing people who are actually impacted by, and it's killing people, the chemicals that are being made, uh, that are being put into vaping, I'm going to call them vessels because they come in different shapes and sizes, are actually killing young people. It's destroying lungs. And no one's really absolutely certain why but they say that there was a vitamin that was in one of them. But these things are being made now by people in their garages and backyards, Michael, and that's where it really gets scary. Because once again, 
there's no quality assurance when you're buying something from technically the, you know, the aftermarket, if you will. Yeah, I, I remember seeing or reading about that the vitamin E is, or maybe what's causing it. The doctors are trying to figure, uh, figure that out because it is really dangerous now. And, uh, and they've come up with possibly the vitamin E in the, in the vaping liquid that is causing these issues. What are the warning signs that an individual is having a negative reaction to vaping? And how do they uh, know that they should go ahead immediately to the uh, emergency room for medical treatment? What, you know, there was, a, there was a young man that was just interviewed on TV. Uh, I saw this special, and I don't know if it was 60 Minutes or 2020, but anyway, it was something, a big national um, news show. And he, he, I think it was 17, 18 maybe, and he had dual lung transplants, dual lung transplants at that age. And he was talking about how, you know, he's going to make it his life's mission now. And, you know, he's on 24 different medications, he said, that he has to take now every day for the rest of his life over vaping. So the, the symptoms are simply, you know, if you're going to do, you know, you know, and again, you know, you and I talk about this a lot, Michael, I'm not one of those people that tell someone don't do something because I think people are going to do what they think they want to do. And they also believe that whatever's going to happen won't be negative. At least it won't be negative for them. So what I recommend people do is just understand that what you're putting in your body, just know what it is. Just, just as much information as you possibly can have. And people that are putting these different chemicals into their vaping pipes or vessels, if you will, are doing so not necessarily knowing where it came from. I mean, if you go to a swap meet and you buy some, you know, a jar of this or a bottle of that, and it isn't made by a well-known retailer, and even if it's got a retailer's look-alike on it, people are doing a lot of, you know, aftermarket and counterfeit marketing because they want to sell and make money. And there's no quality assurance there. And that's the thing that people are taking into their lungs. Uh, as you mentioned, the vitamin E, I think, was one of the factors they came up with. And this was you know, four or five months ago, and we're in February now. And there were thousands that have been hospitalized. And I think the death rate was north, I want, I want to say 90. And, and what's happening is it's increasing because once the damage is done from some of the chemicals they're taking into their body, it, it can't be reversed. And in many cases, you know, when they get to the ER, there's not much they can really do about it. Just like this young man, how do you get two lungs? I mean, and, and, and have an emergency situation like that, you know, there's a wait list for a replacement of, you know, body parts that have failed. And, you know, clearly what, what he was doing could have been avoided, but clearly if he didn't know what he was putting in his body, uh, that's why he had that kind of eruption and that kind of medical uh, outcome. So the vaping idea, and I know that, I just heard on the news yesterday, Juul, which is one of the biggest companies, which is, I believe, owned by Philip Morris, and Philip Morris is one of the biggest leaders in the tobacco industry. You know, last year, our president said, you know, we're going to shut everybody down. And he got a lot of negative feedback from the employers who said, you know, Juul, for example, and said, we employ 3,000 people. So some of his advisors said that that's an economic impact that, you know, our country can't really afford. So they backed away from that. Now, just the other day, you know, they were in Congress, I believe, a few months back, testifying in front of Congress about what their intentions were, what their product was, and their quality assurance, and, you know, their mission in the, in the world is to not produce a product that hurts people, and they testified to that, and I, I think it was, you know, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but the Republicans were simply saying, and, and I'd say I don't, want to get, I don't want to get into politics, but, you know, one of the sides were saying, so you're telling me that the other party really wanted to close your business down. Well, that's not good for the economy. 
and the principal of the company said, well, you know, we employ 3,000 people and we don't, we, don't, uh, we don't market to young people. It was just discovered in the last couple of days that evidently when they launched their company, there's printed publications that they really were marketing to young people uh, around cartoon time on Saturday mornings, which is that marketplace. So, you know, businesses, I don't, I like to think they really care about their consumer, but sometimes the products are out in the marketplace. And then there's people who tweak the, the product itself to try to make a personal benefit, which contaminates the actual product itself. And then the reputation of the manufacturer uh, can get tainted that way as well. The, the, the good news is it's a huge conversation around it right now, but obviously with this huge virus, this coronavirus, you know, that topic has gotten set on the back burner. Opioid crisis isn't really even talked about much anymore, and that's going to be our topic, I think, for many weeks, months, and maybe even longer. This coronavirus that's killing people and the quarantine periods and, you know, the CDC is coming up with tests and the tests aren't working and people are being released when they're in quarantine. I mean, it's, it's insane the way we seem to try to process our solutions when we get overwhelmed, but that's human nature. Yeah. Um, something interesting that I have found out about vaping, a friend of my sister's, her husband was walking down the street and tripped and he was vaping at the same time as he was walking and the vape apparatus went up through the roof of his mouth into his brain and killed him. I mean, so, so you're even, you know, you may, <laughs> You know, you may be in danger just walking with the vaping thing in your mouth. It's, you know, you have to think about things like that. And what I want to ask now is, are, are the traditional methods of smoking cigarettes and marijuana the better option now? Should people get completely away from vaping because of what might happen? I know that uh, a lot of the, the marijuana consumption, people make their own, and they use in their solution things like formaldehyde and you know, and stuff like that. And that's where a lot of these chemicals are being introduced with the uh, THC end of it is people who make their own uh, vaping liquids. So, so what is, you know, what, what should you do? I mean, obviously the best thing is to quit, but if you can't quit, should you go back to smoking cigarettes physically and smoking joints? Well, I think the, the, the science, because this is a relatively new industry, I don't think the industry is really relatively older than 10 or 11 years. The science right now, from what I understand, and they don't have any long longitudinal studies yet, but I, I do believe that some of the basic products that were being produced by the vaping manufacturers, you know, like Juul, they're one of the largest, that's not the largest, is a, a product, and I think they've been asked to take off some of the flavored, you know, ingredients so they're not as attractive to the younger individual, that vaping, if you were to, if you were to ask, if the question is, should I vape or should I smoke cigarettes, clearly putting carcinogens into the body at any level is not a good thing. So if you had to pick between one or the other, tobacco clearly is not the choice you want to make. On the other hand, if the second choice is vaping and you're putting chemicals that are being made by you know, amateurs in their garage and they're being you know, cut with other products right now, and if THC is showing up now, actually it is with fentanyl in it, you're going to overdose. You're going to take in a chemical in your body that's not just going to hurt your lungs. It's going to kill you because you're going to overdose from the medication that you're taking in your body. And again, the distributor, the manufacturer who's doing this on a bootleg basis, who's doing this on the black market basis, they don't care. They're not making a product that they're trying to get approved. And big companies spend millions, you know, through the FDA, try to get things approved, do the right thing, have quality insurance. And I truly believe that the vaping 
business, I mean, most of the people out there practicing the distribution at retail or even wholesale are probably solid citizens. I don't know them, but I'm sure they are. But what happens is, you know, there's always somebody out there that wants to take advantage of it. And the fact that we're now seeing THC and we're seeing heroin and we're seeing fentanyl and we're seeing carfentanyl mixed with all kinds of counterfeit medication, it's just a matter of time because once again, the vaping tool, the vessel, you know, you can put anything in it that's in a liquid form and it's not uncommon for people to take almost any drug and put it into a liquid form if they want to smoke it or they want to use it through IV injection. So I just tell people, look, if you're going to do something that's risky, do it with as much information, be as informed as you possibly can be, take every precaution that you can. And then if you have no other choice or you don't wish to make another choice, just do as much research as you possibly can. It'd be like, I'm going to go climb a mountain. Have you ever climbed a mountain before? No, I haven't. Well, are you going to have a safety rope connected to you? Well, do I really need one? Well, certainly. And before you go up that mountain, there are some basic skills you should have. It's just like driving a car. Why we don't see that happening with poison? And really, in some cases, some of the chemicals out there today that are going into vaping uh, mechanisms and vessels, they're poison. And that's what people are putting in their body. There's no reason for that. It's just insane behavior. Uh, a lot, I know a lot of people at the, in the beginning used uh, vaping as a means to quit smoking cigarettes. Uh, what, what they could do at the time was to uh, continually drop the dose of nicotine gradually as they're smoking until they're not smoking that much uh, nicotine at all. Uh, is that still something that's available in vaping? Can you still select different levels of nicotine and what would be the better alternative to quit smoking cigarettes or to quit smoking marijuana uh, other than vaping? I think that's a, um, a tool that I believe they have available still. I also believe it's something that an individual can taper down from, if you will. They have different levels of potency of uh, nicotine that's in some of the products. So yes, you can do that, but it's very difficult to kind of go from, let's say, 80 to 60 to 40 to 20 and 10 that's kind of like slow death, if you will, for someone who's going through any kind of withdrawals and withdrawals is part of it. So I think that, you know, if you're going to, if you've decided this is something you don't want to do, ask for help on how to not do it anymore. There's ways to get those tools out there. I think this, what's important is, is we just heighten awareness and that if people are thinking about, you know, if they have a family member and it's, by the way, it is very addictive. I mean, if you're smoking um, a vaping pipe or a vessel and you have, and you're taking in tobacco, products or anything with nicotine in it, more than likely you're, you're addicted to it, just like coffee. And that, you know, if, if you say to somebody, you need to stop doing that, well, part of what I, I think from a passion or compassion perspective, we need to really say, let me, let, me, let me help you with that. What can I do to help you with it? And find ways within your, you know, your comfort zone and within your own community to get those tools because there are, there's support, there's always hope, there's always help. 